Well, with my computer issues all resolved, we're here at the NHSportsPage.com podcast studio. Today's podcast is brought to you by... Oh, hold on, Dave. I have this piece of paper in front of me. It's clearly the wrong one. It says the rim, but that can't, that can't possibly be the sponsor. No, we're back in. What? what? We're back in. We're, we're, we're in? We're in. Other you're people un- are out. You're unbanned? No, we're unbanned. So- I always said, love the owners <laughs> over there. Great people. <laughs> the owners never had anything to do with it, so... Um, we look, we're going to be doing, um, I think we're going to be doing a lot. I've talked about the Seacoast tournament in the spring. The fighting McIsaacs could be, could be playing at the rim sports complex over here in Hampton. One of the best facilities in the state of New Hampshire. And mm-hmm. they do a terrific job over there. So, uh, yes, I was once told I cannot walk through those doors. And now I proudly can walk through. Dave Haley is walking through that door. Yeah, I'm walking through anytime I want. So yeah, no, we're excited about that, and uh, they're going to be uh, part of the uh, the basketball jammery too. Our coach for a cause, they're uh, sponsors of that event as well. So, are there certain other people that are banned from Lisbon's gym still? Oh day? yeah, no, no, okay. no, no. Chris Coates is still banned from anywhere I deem it. <laughs> yeah, said, oh no, no, no. He, you said be subtle. I was trying to be subtle. No, 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 no. no. Okay, he's still banned from Woodsville, <laughs> Londonderry, Pelham. You There'll be it. more to that list coming up. That's not over with. I won't let him into Rochester either. All right, well, uh, we're here, and we're uh, there's just two weeks left in the uh, high school football regular season, Dave, which blows my mind. It seems like just yesterday I was walking Everybody around. Everybody says that, but it gets getting pretty cold outside. I, it is, it's but fall. I, I still have wistful memories of Notre uh, Dame season ended two weeks ago. So Bo- Boise State hasn't even begun yet. Yeah, great one over Colorado State. That's They're right. Really good. Yeah, it was in yeah, a monsoon. I, I love it when you try to taunt me with Colorado I State I watched the game, okay? Yeah, they won by, what, five? What, did they lose to North Carolina State? Monsoon. They oh, no play name. Colorado State to Monsoon. No, no name's not good this year. Okay, there you go. We're so, young. So anyway, uh, yeah, we're we're oh, who's somebody's going deep here Jeez, for though. the? Uh, no, not quite deep enough no. on office cycle. But uh, we are allegedly we're uh, getting ready for football playoffs in a couple of weeks, and only a few spots have been decided in. Uh, Div- division one is kind of wild. Division two is wild as well. I think we're gonna. Yeah, this is the week. I, I wrote in my uh, Thursday column, which I've I've begun. Trying to get a little ahead of it this week. Um, weird seeing Pinkerton and, and Manchester Central both eliminated on the same weekend. Yeah. You know, with a few. When's the last time Pinkerton's been playing for pride and <laughs> to be a spoiler in the last I think I was in grade school, maybe. Probably not. They're probably yeah. not even then. Yeah, but I mean, 2002 was the last time they didn't make the playoffs. But uh, this is a weekend where more teams are going to follow. So um, I wrote about, or I'm, I'm, I'm going to feature in the column that you all read tomorrow. Hopefully you all read it. Um, four teams. So we'll, let's talk about those. Uh, three of them being on the seacoast. That's what I'm talking about. It's interesting how this is going to play out. Yeah. So we have Exeter in uh, in D1 East at six and one. Dover's at five and two. By the way, Dover winning season for the first time since uh, 2011. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, good for them. I mean, yeah. that you know, and 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 Ken Osmond's always done a really good job when they've had talent over there at Dover. They've yep. always been a very you know, God that. That Dover Spalding playoff game, people still talk about. That, that. was 2011. Yeah, that yeah, was, it was one unbelievable. Of the, one of the better games uh, I've seen. Yeah, I saw them play a great game against Winnicott here, uh, probably like the year before, year after that. So yeah. I mean, it's so far back, I can't remember. But um, no, good to see Dover. Not quite in yet. No, no, no. They got work to do still, and uh, their schedule isn't exactly a cream puff. So. Uh, Exeter six to one, Dover five and two. They hold the tiebreaker over Portsmouth, uh, who they beat in the regular season, uh, which was on uh, MOSN. Was that an NH Sports page game too, or as well? Or were you just there? With which me? one? The Dover Portsmouth game. No, we didn't think we needed to cover Dover at that point. That's right. Our mistake. Yeah, your I was there. Listen, your mistake. Right. Most of the time, not all. Of the time. <laughs> Portsmouth four and three, not dead yet, 
but uh, still with a faint heartbeat. Those teams in the East, they play the West, which is Bishop Girton, 6-1, National North, 5-2, National South, 4-3. Those are the teams that are on. Six teams, four spots. So Two, two so, teams are getting so, left out. So here, so basically, if if you're the Portsmouth Clippers or you're, you're National South Panthers, they play each other Friday night. That's at, a that's a loser leaves town. That's a loser leaves town game. So yep. clearly, the loser of that game, you're headed to the NIT, and so um, that game, you know, it's pretty simple where it's at. What port? So let's just say Portsmouth can win. Let's just go by every. Don't worry, Pete. We'll get to the Nashville South. Oh, nobody talks about Nashville. Come on. So we used to be one school. So <laughs> all the time. Can you imagine how good they'd be? So how did Nashville not win it every year? Anyway, back to Portsmouth. If Portsmouth, <laughs> Portsmouth wins, they need Dover to lose. Now, they need Dover to lose both their games. Now, that may sound yes. far-fetched until you look at the schedule. So, Dover is going to host Winnicunit on Friday night, which I think you can agree or disagree will be Winnicunit's bowl game. For Absolutely, yes. You know? Do- Dover was in a similar spot uh, the first year the we, they went down to three divisions. Dover could have uh, knocked Spalding out of the playoffs. I think either last week or the week before last. Uh, and they gave Spalding everything they could handle. Yeah. Uh, a pretty good Spalding team that year. Dover, I think, either won one game or was winless. But uh, yeah, it was Dover's bowl game. And this is going to be the same thing for Winnicott. And it's not a bad Winnicott team. No, no, no. And, and they scored a lot of points against your fighting McIsaacs last week. So, I mean, they've got some confidence. They, they've you know, they've been able to put up points. It's going to be a matter of can they defend. Uh, right. they got Liam Viviano back, which is huge. Um you know, we know with McDougal and Billy Powers and uh, and Ferrari, they got a, a bunch of kids who can play. Um, they got to win that game. Dover, that's a must win for Dover. Yeah. Because if so, so let's say that yeah. happens. That say say the Portsmouth wins, Dover loses. Okay, that same record, they both be five and three. But of course, Dover beat Portsmouth early in the season. Right. Dover would have to go next. Has to go next week to Nashua South right. in Nashua. And then Portsmouth host. Portsmouth makes the trek to Rochester. The trek to Rochester to play your winless Spalding Red Raiders. That's right. I noticed you didn't call them the Fighting McKay. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put a W next to Portsmouth How last week of the season. How dare you? So it gets interesting. Now, Dover clearly has been the best team of this lot, of those four teams, uh, when you're talking about South and Portsmouth and, and obviously Winnicott. Dover beat North, great yep. win, and they beat Portsmouth, very good win. Yes. So Dover is a worthy playoff team. I'm not saying they're going to lose. I don't need to get people to grab t- me next time are, I go over the bridge. You would rather hold serve it. It's easier to win at home, even though it's a tough Winnicott team. I, you don't want to have to you, go to Nashua South. Sean Holland is you know, the best win, quarterback yeah. no one's talking about in Nashua South. Yeah. He's about to go over 2,000 yards on the season. You would much rather take care of business at home. Absolutely, and on the road. Be able to rest guys next week because Dover is uh, Dover's talented, but they are not very deep. No. So you would rather get get it out of the way and be able to you know start whoever's backing up uh, uh, Carson Webb, which uh, Johnny Cantwell, he'd rather start him, give him some playing time in that last game, and uh, just get it over with. But when it kind of, it's not going to just roll over. So that's interesting. So basically, say Portsmouth does win and Dover wins as well, it's pretty much a moot point at that point. Portsmouth would be pretty much out of it yeah, that's at that it. point. Because yeah. they lost to North, and the North is at 5-2. They own the tiebreaker. So if Nashua South wins that game, that changes everything too because now they Nashua South knocks out Portsmouth. Nashua South's 5-3. and three. Dover would be 6-2. and two. They play the last game of the season, and if South beats Dover, they own the tiebreaker. 
Right, but Dover would own the tiebreaker over Nashville North. We know North is going to lose this week. They're playing Spalding. So <laughs> so, so North plays Spalding. We can assume they'll win uh, this week. So North will go to 6-2. and two. I couldn't even give a fake laugh for that Spalding How thing. How dare you? What's going on, Spalding? More than I want to get into in a podcast that people will listen <laughs> I to. I was trying to see if you'd say it's, it. Uh, you did tell me on the phone. It's not good. It's it's it's... You know, when, I, when I stop making jokes about it, that's when you know it's. I got a really nice email from Kevin Conley, Cal Conley's dad, about getting filmed for him. So, Ari Brakefield's which, doing 360 dunks, which, which we are happy here. to do. So basketball season's right around the corner. Can't wait for. Sp- very good. I'll say this about Spalding football. I can't wait for Spalding basketball season. So I, I, I emailed a quick break. I emailed all the uh, coaches, say for the coach for a cause, to kind of start to get kind of the uh, everything lined up for that. And the only person I didn't have an email address was Tim Cronin. And I left him a message asking him for one. Do you think Tim Cronin has an email address? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. No, he does. He just never checks it. Yeah. I actually know what it is. Which is about the same. Yeah. So it actually might be. Yeah. I said one to Tim Goodridge. I don't know if he'll ever read it either. He probably doesn't even remember what it is. Gives me an excuse to call those guys. And I love speaking with both of them. So that's right. So anyway, so that'll be interesting. I feel like things are pretty... um, well, we know that we're set up in the other half of it. I mean, it's going to be Merrimack, Salem, Bedford, and Goffstown, which is going to be fantastic. Yeah, those will be uh, those are your playoff teams, and those could be the four. I mean, uh, I, depending on what kind of game Exeter plays, those could be the four best teams in the uh, in Division One that'll battle it out in the first two rounds. Yeah, I mean, I put. It, I mean, you know, let the, I wrote about the thing with BG is. They've given up a lot of yards on the ground, right? And now, guess who they're playing? Yeah, I don't think Bill Ball's going to come. Do you think he'll come out and throw the ball fifty-five times? I think he's going to come out five wide. It's going to not even four <laughs> wides, five, five wides, four linemen. It's going to yeah. like the old Warren Moon run and shoot. Yep. With uh, you know, with the Oilers. Chuck and Duck. Sure, why not? As buddy, as buddy Ryan used to call it <laughs> the Chuck and Duck. Yeah. So Exeter is going to pound the football on him all day long, and BG has not. Be- I, I put some numbers together. I actually use real statistics because on our website you can see how much every that, little you don't- trivia for you. Exeter is second in Division Two in rushing yards per game. Justin McIsaac, I ask you, who is number one in rushing yards? Who's number one in rushing yards in Division One? Hmm. I would say Bedford. It would be your Salem Blue Devils. Uh huh. Three hundred, well over three hundred yards a game. So, depending on what the matchup BG gets, they could go they could go some places or they could be one and done in the playoffs depending on the matchup they get. They don't want to see Exeter in the playoffs, I don't think. No. But we'll see what happens Friday night, but that just doesn't feel like a great matchup for them. BG beat North, didn't they? They already beat North? I believe so, yes. Yeah, so they're going to own. I mean, they're most likely going to win that division. They losses to Keene, which when you look back is a bit of a head scratcher. I Coach Lupa, don't. He doesn't like hearing that. Last week I texted Coach Lupa. It was one of my favorites. Uh, I think I'm on record. And I said, I'm picking you in staff picks. And the response was N, capital N, capital O, and then four exclamation points. I picked him too. So they're they're definitely. He likes to be off the radar. They almost won that game too. I was was a merit covering my game. Yeah, Yeah. 34 28, they lost to Dover. Yeah. So they're writing that thing. I'm picking him to be an Alvern. (laughs) You put that in staff picks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going way out on a limb there. Enjoy that. So, so yeah, so, um, you know, I think BG, I, I think it's going to come down to BG and Exeter again. Although, you know, BG and Dover could be another interesting game if they face each other. I, I don't know how the matchup's going to work out, but um, but should be interesting. I think it's pretty clear that the best collection of teams is in the other side of that bracket in the north and, and, and the south yeah, over there. Cluster. Merrimack, Salem, Bedford, Goffstown, yeah. 
That's a, those are going to be some quality playoff. Guys. I don't think Londonderry is that bad, and they're one and six. No, they were they were they were a decent team, but yeah, they, no. they had a had a rough go of it. Um, all right, looking at Division Two, we have three undefeated teams. Dave Haley, they do a little different Division Two, uh, North and South, and it's not four teams from each subdivision. It's just the the two div, uh, subdivision winners, and right. then. The next six, right? Based on uh, points and all. But that. I tell you, when you look at the standings, you want to go to any sports page because we have all the colorful logos. You do. Not just you know, we're very tight with the NHLA, no problems. But they've got the green, black, and white. We, yeah. we got a little color to it here. We <laughs> Conval with yellow next to them, and looks good. No, we you know you got Wyndham undefeated, Conval at six and one, but still with some work to do. St. Thomas got that big win, five and two. Yeah. Milford five and two as well. Hollis Brookline five and two. So those the top so, part, and then you've got John Stark and Hanover undefeated in the north. Bo at six and one. Although they go to John Stark, we are. It looks like late breaking news going to be covering that game on Saturday. So I'm really happy to get Bo some well deserved coverage. Can we, up. can we eliminate Lebanon from the uh, discussion? Yeah. They've got at Plymouth at Bo to close out the season. No, they're and not they're four and three. It. And, and four and three, I think, with the tiebreaker. I, I think they've. R.I.P. in peace, Lebanon. <laughs> yeah, so you got four teams that Sit look down like Ryan they're going to get in. <laughs> and then at the top half, there's going to be one one really good team so that somebody, is not going to make it. So Hollis, Brookline, Milford, or St. Thomas is probably going to get squeezed out. Eh, probably, I say, because Bo or Plymouth, if they lose out, could get squeezed out as well. But these are the teams that are 5-2, and two, so they have uh, the, the, the least room for uh, the least margin of error. So let's, let's let's look at Hollis Brookline. What do they have left? They have, I'm sorry, they all have two games left. I think I just said three, but two games left. Uh, Hollis Brookline is home for Pelham. Win. Win. Uh, they are at Sal Egan. Not 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 a gimme. Sal Egan just lost to Sanborn, and they lost that quarterback. A while say, ago. Not a gimme, but you expect them. Yeah, to Yeah, they're win a young team. I think Mike Lockman will have them back next year. So let's say HB seven and two. Then let's take a look at Milford. Are they playing? Is anyone playing the hottest team in Division two football? The Conval Cougars? No, my Guilford yeah. Belmont, God. Golden Eagles slash Red Raiders, whatever they call each other. <laughs> Win over Pembroke and just wipe the floor with them. Like I said last week, we Pat go. Welch isn't walking through that door. Dominic Timmons isn't walking through Matt Alosa is not walking through that door. He if he is, he's going to be wearing a $5,000 suit. But he's not doing it. <laughs> he's not going to be playing football. That's right. <sighs> Where was Hell that? of a softball player, though, I hear. Really? That's what I hear. I would not know that. Uh, Milford. They uh they don't own the tiebreaker with St. Thomas. St. Thomas beat them, so that's important. Boy, I'll tell you, Conval would love that opener back when they lost to Milford. Man, oh, I'm yes, telling they you, they would. would love that game. First back. game of the year is always the toughest, but because uh, I think today Conval is a better football team than Milford. Keith Jones, one of my favorites, don't get mad at me, but that's my opinion that today Conval is a better team. Would you agree? Uh, I would agree. Yes, Milford closes out with Sanborn at home should be a win. No, no disrespect to the Indians. No. Uh, home for Plymouth. So they're home for the last two, yeah. but they get Plymouth on the last day of the season. A lot with Plymouth. I, I, I was really impressed by Plymouth last week because I, I, I'm not sure everyone understands. I was, you know, I get information from coaches and they say, this guy, this guy, and this guy's out. Don't say anything. <laughs> so my relationship with these coaches is more important than, you know, the scoop. I've said that a million times. So they didn't have uh, Gavin Brickley. They don't have Nolan Farina. They were missing three of their best players yep. against a really good John Stark team and controlled that game for most of the highlights were great. Unfortunately, John Kessley, the great John Kessley, had to go to work, so we weren't able to interview the kids, or Pete wasn't, um, which stinks, but, you know, we're working on that. But anyway, so that was, that that game was terrific, and, um, boy, I'd like to see those two teams play again. 
All right, also at 5-2, and two, St. Thomas. Big game, which I'm going to have on uh, MOSN Saturday afternoon. Going for this game right to my – that's how much I care about this game, Dave. Going to this game and then immediately going to my son's birthday party at Dover Bowl. Luckily, the game's in Dover. How old is your son now? 13? 13. Wow. How many kids go to this party then? Uh, my eighth grade – I had a blowout in eighth grade, 13. Let's see. It's at Dover Bowl, so uh, let's see. How much can I afford it? I think he is inviting seven friends. He's supposed to have he's supposed to have six friends because boys and girls, no, all boys. Mm, come on, he's, let the kid live. I, I, he can invite whoever he wants. Kid, much better looking than you are. Absolutely, I think you would admit. I said, who do you want to invite? Let me know. He picked all boys. They want he wants to have them all stay over. This and age, play. the girls kind of wander in uninvited and kind of you know, sometimes they want they want to play they want to stay up play Call of Duty all night. Yeah, I think we That's did. Uh, I think we did an air band or something like that when I was in eighth grade. Scorpions. <laughs> I should stop talking because I'm telling the truth. I should try maybe pretending that I should probably stop joking. Where was I? St. Thomas at home on uh, the McIsaac on Sports Network. Listen live. Which we're going to stream live on any sports page. Yes. So if you go to any sports page, you'll be able to find it. They host the Conval Cougars. That is going to be a big game. Oh, they're not your Conval Conval Cougars. Why don't you look at Arakumba in the eye and tell them they're that. on the seacoast? So they're Go not walk down. They're not mine. Talk to them, my friend and yours. You know what? I think Coach Landau knows when he comes to the seacoast. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta protect my corners. So I, I have picked St. Thomas in that game, and uh, Sean DeCord may, uh, may be back at quarterback. I think he was projected to be back for this game. That's gonna be a really good game. If not, we'll see. But that's yeah, that's gonna be a terrific game. And uh, St. Thomas closes out at Trinity, so they will be. They will have six wins. Yeah. This will decide whether or not in. they have seven. Yeah. And, uh, They've got some good tiebreakers, so. They they need this. They certainly, I mean, Conval obviously needs the game, but St. Thomas needs it a bit more than Conval does. Conval's sitting pretty at 6-1 and one at the moment. Um, not officially qualified for the playoffs, but for all intents and purposes, they're probably going to be in. So yeah. this should be a, a great matchup. And it's funny that uh, with St. Thomas the past few years, that muddy track they've had down there at Dover Point Road has really worked against them. Depending on what kind of offense they bring out, if they, if Sean DeCorn can't play, they'll run a lot of Wildcat stuff. It could go in their favor, especially with Conval's passing attack. Right, yeah. That, I mean, well, I mean, obviously we want to know if Spezaferi is going to be back. We don't have any official right. word on that. Well, uh, Conval's going to come out throwing, obviously. Well, yeah, and Keenan Wilson Spezaferi will throw a bit, yeah. too. I mean, you got you got Liam Flanagan. I mean, uh, you got uh, Isaac Bacon out there and, 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 and that whole – core over there I mean you're obviously going to throw the football as much as you can but um no I think that will be really interesting you know uh, Liam Baldwin Isaac Bacon Jimmy Stewart has has had a good year J- for Jimmy Stewart huh Jimmy Stewart <laughs> Merry Christmas movie house no no kids know what you're talking about it's, no, he was what? an American treasure they know Tom Hanks like he's their new that's fair remember the Simpsons movie we tussle my hair Mr. Hanks <laughs> plus your son Clap for Alaska. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so and by the way, you know I've been doing stats too long when I say Liam Flanagan, who is a wide receiver for Hillsborough, Darren Hopkinton, wow. and not Conval. That's why I changed it to Liam Baldwin. There it's a guy who's done a lot of stats. That's so a listen, lot of stats. My brain is bleeding for all you kids and parents out there. So <laughs> He suffers Forgive for you. Me. I do. So one of those three teams I think is going to be out. I, it's, uh, I don't think Conval uh, will lose both of these two remaining games. Who does Conval have left after the St. Thomas? Oh, they host Wyndham, so they could. They could lose out. It's it's theoretical or it's it's, it's possible. Uh, so Conval probably needs this game a little more than I thought. Looking uh, yeah, at their I think Hollis Brookline's sitting pretty well. Yeah, Hollis Brookline uh, of all the teams remaining probably has the easiest road yeah. to a playoff spot. Conval yeah, at St. Thomas, uh, home for Wyndham. At least they're home for it. But by the way, the Conval people tried to get me to come out to Peterborough to uh, broadcast the game. I already have a commitment to broadcast something that night. 
but I, they, they put on the the full court press. I'll tell you that. That I is going to be a great game. That's good. We may have to sneak them into basketball coverage this year. See, I mean, look at Isaac Bacon. He's got to be able to dunk on people all day long. <laughs> it's all about there. basketball. The, with you. the new look. I had one Division two coach in basketball say to me, he said, uh, we're, not, we're not sorry to see Portsmouth leave. See you <laughs> later. Yeah. Thank you. I bet. Thanks for coming. All right, real quick look at uh, oh oh I'm sorry I didn't even look at the uh, at the north uh, of Division Two. John Stark Hanover undefeated. No, we did look at that. Oh yeah, Never, you're you're right. My, I've got some uh, breaking news, now. and uh, maybe this won't make people happy. What I'm about to say is about oh. Division Three. But I then- think it's a two pony race. <laughs> After what I saw <laughs> last weekend, I was re- I've already was I was already impressed by Manadnock, who beat Anna Lakes up there. I think it was 27-12. Yep. Interlakes is good. So that makes the banana win that much They can throw the fall ball. I always knew they could, but Ryan Kelly can really throw the ball. He's got two big tight ends, Jaden Lara and, of course, Zach's, my man Zach Swanson. And then, you know, Andrew Brothers is Andrew Brothers. I mean, they got playmakers all over the place. Thomas Robinson, I mean, they hit. They're, they're a very, very good Oh, we team. know they can hit. And I'll tell you, if uh, you get them on on turf against Manadnock, having already been there before, yep, we saw Newport right lose to Campbell, come back the next year and beat them, right? Wouldn't be would not. I I wouldn't. I I I tell you right now, I might favor Interlakes in that game. Really? That's that's a that's a bold step. I don't know if I'm ready to go that. Well, no, I think I listen. Manadnock's in my top ten in the power poll. I I vote him in again this week. Linwood Patnode. Uh, who's terrific, was at the game in Meredith, said hi, talked to him for a little bit. It was a coach's clinic, as you can as you can guess. Oh, yeah. But uh, I was really impressed with Interlakes. I already knew they were good. I, I, they didn't surprise me. I just, some of the stuff they ran, they come out in multiple sets. They'll have two backs. Sometimes they have splits left. And, you know, they'll put five wide receivers wide, mm-hmm. empty backfield, shotgun, under center. A lot, I mean, of, stuff, do, a lot oh, of stuff for a D3 team. Oh, my God, yeah. They do a lot of stuff, and Ryan Kelly can do it all. And that offensive line is really good. I mean, the game was over early because Stevens couldn't get any sort of pass rush right. on on Ryan Kelly, and he just sat there and, you know, he just kind of picked apart defenses. So it was uh, fun to watch. So the, so we're thinking those are the two favorites, Manadnock and Interlakes. They're both at the top of uh, the north bracket. Big Ste- favorites. Stevens at 5-1, Newport at 4-2. and two. Kearsarge still kind of has a heartbeat at three and three. They might be able to sneak into the playoffs. There's just too many injuries of Kearsarge yeah. this year, and and they graduated. Their their team was last year where they had a ton of seniors on that team. Remember that heartbreak loss they had to Kennett in overtime. If if you get in, uh, if you get in into D three North, you could you could go aways because D three South. I, I would argue the but it goes. You know, it's crossover. It crosses over. So if you're the four seed in the North, shout play, out to Bishop Brady who's been terrific. Right. They have like twenty one team kids on the team. I went out with Chase Fan off their uh, their defensive. They're down to nineteen. We, yeah. we had a uh, lunch and an adult beverage after the game in Meredith uh, Frog Rock Tavern in Meredith after the game. Jesus it's a great little spot and. Um, and he, they've done a great job. Moses Morenzi's been a machine, and, and, and the Sullivan kids playing well. Yeah, they, I mean, they've got some big-time players there. But they're going to have to cross over. So right now, I think it would be Bishop Brady would play Newport, I think, in the first round. Right. They would get to host him. But, uh, but yeah. So they're, uh, so let me see. Newport's last few games, they have to host Manadnock. Lost. So you're talking like, yeah. <laughs> and then they go to Newfound, which is probably a win. So they're probably going to Newfound's won two in a row. Probably going to finish five and three, it looks like. Will that be enough to get him in? Yeah, we'll, they'll get in. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Stevens, 
Stevens already, I guess, already in at five uh, and one. They can uh, bottom out at five and three. It doesn't mean they will, but that's their worst possible record. No, and, and, and Stevens has got a good team as well. Um, I like the way Bork throws the ball. Richard Bell is just sort of one of these kids who just hits everything, whether he's in on either side of the ball. I'll tell you, Zach O'Brien really hits hard for them defensively, and Parker Smith is tremendous. Paul Silver ran some really nice stuff. A couple times, Interlakes blitz him. They got caught with a screen pass. So they just did a nice job. I just think Interlex is really good. I, I I didn't come away disappointed in Stevens as much as I just said, wow, this Interlex Mullenberg team is really good. So the fun battle is going to be at the bottom of uh, of Division Three South. Uh, who is going to earn a trip to Monadnock for round one of the playoffs? It's either going to be that. Summersworth. They're three and three. They host Farmington New. That should be a win. Then they got to go to Bishop Brady. Uh, which could decide whether or not they get into the playoffs. I might go do some bonus coverage that night uh, at Bishop Brady, Summersworth at Bishop Brady for MOSN. Uh, Epic Newmarket at 3-3. Three and three. They lose the tiebreaker to uh, Summersworth. Summersworth beat them earlier this, earlier this year. Uh, the Blue Devils host the Giants. Can a Catholic school go to a, 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 a school called the Devils? Is that allowed? It's not a comfortable thing. I think you have to put holy water around the bus before you get off it. <laughs> well, they're not just going to forfeit, I don't think. It's because it's called the Devils. But uh, they host Bishop Brady, and then Epic New Market goes to win a squam. So I think Summersworth has the advantage as far as schedule goes there just because they get to play Farmington Newt. But, uh, yeah, that's for, that's for a trip to I just, I just think those teams on the other, sa- other side are so good. Yeah. You know, you're talking like a semifinal team. A game would be Interlakes going – I guess they would go to Bishop Brady, which wouldn't make any sense, even if they had the same record, because Intellects beat them 48 to nothing. Well, Brady on our, we covered that yeah. game, yeah. So why Bishop Brady would have home field advantage when they had the same record and Intellects beat them, but I don't know how they've set it up in that regard. But uh, that other side is just so tough. And, you know, I, I think Stevens is the third best team uh, in the division. Uh, I mean, right now I think Kirasaj is running, you know, Justin Norris really out of the Wildcat most of the time. I think he's just catching it and running. I will be we'll, we'll be running sh- a lot. We'll be shocked if Manadnock isn't in the finals and uh, Interlakes. You, and you say Interlakes should be their opponent. Oh, absolutely. I've yet to see Interlakes. I mean, I've seen them on tape, but I haven't seen hey, I thought I thought Winnesquam was going to be there last year with Kristen Serrano and Timmy Harmon. You never and know. It didn't work. Yeah, so anything can happen. That's why they play the games, Dave Haley. Oh, was, oh you coined that. That's I never heard that one. why they play the games. That's a good one. So uh, where where are the NA Sports page uh, cameras going? I know where one of them is going to be Friday night. Jen on you. Chick Ruth is going to be with me. On you, handsome. All eyes on me. On Exeter. Uh, <laughs> you and Jennifer Chick Ruth, uh, BG against Exeter. I'm going to make a little publicly. I'm going to say we have terrible viewership numbers whenever we do Exeter Whoa. games. And I can't understand why. Look at you. Because they seem to have a lot of fans and they have a great support system. I don't know. Like, our views are always down when we do Exeter games. We can't figure out. So, you know, if every kid on the team watched the film, we would have 500 views. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You can see yourself on the sideline if you don't get in, whatever. Stretching, whatever it is. But uh, they're going to play BG. We're really excited about that one. You're going to cover that game. That's going to be a good time. I think that would be a, because it would be fun because even if Exeter gets the ball first and just rolls right through that defense and scores, yeah, BG can score. That is a turf, yeah. The game's <laughs> yeah, on turf. B, so B, BG's not afraid not, to. Whether it's supposed to be a little rainy. You want to win 44-42, they'll be happy to oblige. So they're, they're right there. And then um, on Saturday, it looks like uh, Matt Corsetti and the great John Kesty are going to be headed out to do uh, Bo, the Bull Falcons, at John Stark. Oh, that's so a good one, too. two straight trips to uh, John Stark. That's, uh, yeah. the uh, nice. We like that. The John Stark people are going to get spoiled. They're going to think they're Trinity basketball. We had a good time. They back. treat us like royalty in Meredith, I'll tell you, at that game. Sure. How, how, how much swag did Pete get? 
He got a shirt. He got a shirt? Yeah, they they gave me a shirt to give to him, so he's got it. I've, and some poor mother, she was really sweet, waited in line for like 45 minutes to get me a coffee at halftime. Oh, that's your thing. You don't get, you don't get swag every time, but you get parents to get you coffee at. Yeah, that's true. Newport parents. I paid for it. Ago? No, that was hot chocolate. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank that's, you. <laughs> I was 35 degrees out. My Guilford Golden Eagle's down, going down. It's only because they were winning. You wouldn't have got that hot chocolate if Newport was losing. That's true. All right. Well, uh, yeah, it should be a fun weekend of uh, of football. Um, and uh, yeah, basketball is. Uh, well, I know Great Bay Community College basketball started practices. I week, saw so. the film. So. I talked to Colby Wilson, my color commentator in the season opener. Yeah, we're, no, we're getting close to basketball. I'm going to be doing some uh, NHTI games and uh, Great Bay games on uh, any sports page. So, so I'll come over with you some night. We'll do some video. Yeah, I'm, uh, I just put it up on the uh, MOSN Twitter. We're doing uh, 10 doubleheaders, men's and women. For uh, Great Bay. Nice. So pretty excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Sean's, rec- he'll recruit anybody. If there's some kid Sean- in the stand who's six foot four, he'll go talk to You're not going to believe this. Time. Sean Young is pretty excited about his team. I no, It's hard really? to believe. Normally he's very subdued, very calm, very, uh, you know, we might win five games. I his greatest quote was, I, I, <laughs> I, I talked to, uh, I, I write down my notes on my extensive previews in the preseason, and, uh, and, uh, he wrote, I said to Buddy Trask from Colbrook, I said, I'm going to describe a player that's playing for Epping. This was last <laughs> year or the year before. Knockdown shooter all day long. When he gets the ball, it's an automatic from three. <laughs> I said to Buddy Trask, I said, is he describing A, Colby Wilson, two, Dylan DeRozier, you went A two, or <laughs> A, two, A, B, or C, his 12th man. <laughs> C. It was his twelfth man yeah. in Division Four basketball in the Hampshire. Knockdown shooter, Knocked three point shooter, <laughs> knockdown three point shooter in Division. I got. I'll miss Sean Young's preview calls. All fifty five minutes of them. You should just do a, a Great Bay preview and just 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 run the transcript to him talking. I don't know if I've got that much free time these days. <laughs> He's the best. Him and Love Ed Kenny just freed up two hours of my. Of my uh, of my time in in the month of uh, November for for those preview calls December. All right, well uh, that's gonna wrap it up. The good news is my computer didn't eat any of this podcast. We still got a uh, pretty good listenership for last week's, even though uh, there was a it, got, it was truncated by uh, my computer. Oh, look at you using big words. Who's coming on your podcast this week? Uh, it's gonna be uh, you know it's uh, Brian Fury, a pro wrestling trainer, one of my best friends from high school. He. Uh, he owns a pro wrestling school. Actually trained. Oh, nice. You won't know this name, but uh, the current WWE Women's Champion, Sasha Banks, he trained her. So uh, he's going to do a Facebook Live uh, show with his students next week, like That's a cool. live wrestling show that uh, yours truly may commentate. And uh, we're, we're going to talk about that. And, Look uh, at you never forgetting your roots. That's right. Don't his, forget where you came from. His journey through the uh, the wrestling really nice. base. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Some weeks it's Eric Freed. Some weeks it's pro wrestling. Some weeks it's uh, Bert Cohen. I'm almost through the Eric Free. I told you, I fall asleep at the podcast. Don't feel bad. Cousin Sal and Bill Simmons' lines, I usually get through like three games I fall asleep. It's like something soothing in my brain. I'm almost through the Eric Freed. I've listened to it four times. You got to the part where Eric Freed almost dies? Ye- he almost. He was this close to dying at Yale before it was Steve Diossi. No. That's I'm, at the I'm, end. Yeah. I fell asleep in that part. See? Eric Freed, your death could not keep. I did. I did get to the part. Where you, I did. I did get to the part where you asked him what Pedro looked like naked, and I think that's when I felt <laughs> no, like my brain certain, was like, "It's time to shut off now." A certain part of Pedro's anatomy. That's I a question about. Eric Freed's not getting from Tim Wakefield or someone else no, when he's on a studio. You only show. get that on the Justin McKay oh, Only the best. All right. Well, uh, thanks to the Rim for uh, sponsoring today's podcast and for uh, letting us back in and for letting the idea. But you know, I've never been in the Rim. It's really nice. I'll have to go in there. Come in anytime. I'll give you a tour. I can go there. Now. <laughs> 
the mayor of the rim, not just of Lundholm anymore. The mayor of the yeah, rim. Bring Dave some Mayland. people over there. It's a great facility. All right, so we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Next week will be the uh, the uh, next to last po- the last podcast of the regular season, and then we get into the playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah. That's when it gets exciting. I can't wait till Murph sets us up at UNH in a nice heated booth. I know. Nothing. We got like maybe like a sandwich spread next to us. We don't have people getting mad about grabbing slices of pizza like he's, in the Chad game. By the way, he's always uh, extremely upset that he doesn't get to be there for that because he's on the road with the UNH football team. That's true. Weekend. So he's always like, I got to send in the B team. It's ridiculous. Oh, that's right. We love Murph. We love Murph. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.